if you have done something miraculous in your health, if you have lost the weight, if you have gotten off a of medication and then you are a marginalized person in this segment, in this country, then you have a responsibility to move up to the front row. I'm sorry. Like it comes with the territory, right? You have a responsibility to move up to the front row so people can see that it's possible, so people can see that it's available to them, so people can believe again. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. I'm hopping in today to talk about a beautiful reminder that I recently got in New York City about my purpose. It was a absolutely wonderful show. And I had the opportunity to take away a beautiful lesson. It ain't nothing like getting entertained and walking away with a life lesson, won't he, Will? So I'm just hopping on today to share with you guys that experience. Now, my routine this morning was similar to yesterday where, you know, I've worked out, I've meditated, I've prayed. I haven't had my plants today yet. So we might be chill today. We might be on chill. You know, once those plants hit me, my brain start going, the ideas start flowing, the words start coming, the passion gets crazy. But I'm going to try and contain myself today. And this today will probably be much shorter. But I was just like, it was a beautiful experience, this Broadway show. So I went to NYC. And I was there for 10 days during that time, you know, it was little business, little pleasure. And so we had tickets to Broadway. Okay. And we went to go see MJ on Broadway. Now, this was my first time going to a Broadway show. All right. So it was super cool. It was a really, really, really good show, like a really good show. And, you know, especially if you're an MJ fan, of course, like the music just gets you super excited. But what was super cool about this for my first time being on Broadway was we have front row seats. All right. So not only was it our first time, like we went all out and we had front row seats to MJ on Broadway. Now, this show was super amazing, y'all. Like the show was so good. Right. And so, you know, we went to MJ on Broadway. We had front row seats and the show was so good. Right. And so the music, um, telling MJ's story from the perspective that they were telling it. You know, they had some great actors playing like Joe, his father, his brothers, you know, manager, media. It was just a really good show, right? And so I was like, wow, you know, and it was super cool. You know, you see all of the marquees with all the different shows playing around town. We were actually staying in the theater district. So we actually walked to the show. I had my pumps on. 
and we had like a five minute walk to the theater and we made it a whole thing. It was like a whole beautiful experience, right? And so we're at the show, front row seats. Like why y'all didn't tell me? Like (laughs) if you don't have your ego in check before you experience some things in life, you got to make that a priority before you experience some things. Why y'all didn't tell me that there's some type of feeling like a brief feeling of superiority that you get when you walk into the front row. Why y'all ain't, t- why y'all ain't tell me that? <laughs> Thank goodness I, you know, do work on my ego because I could feel the feelings of, excuse me, no, excuse me, we're further. No, no, excuse me. <laughs> while we pass by the little people. I'm just joking. So anyway, we're walking and we go to the front row. We got front row seats, like the first three. We didn't have to squeeze past anybody. We got aisle seats. We got leg room. Okay, just make sure y'all do the personal development work before y'all make it. Some of y'all praying for the millions and praying for the celebrity status, like pray for humility. <laughs> okay, because I could see, I was like, oh, this could get out of control. And so we walk into the front row, the show starts and it's just so good, right? And so the music, y'all know MJ music. So every time they play a hit, we in the front row, like, because I don't know how other people do it. When we go to concerts, like when black people go to concerts, when we go to comedy shows, like we fall over each other when we're into the show, right? Like I remember Steve Harvey saying this one time, he was like, black audiences is different from white audiences. He's like, when I do black comedy shows, like if I'm funny, they throwing a purse at each other. They slapping each other. They kicking each other. Right. And that's exactly how we are at concerts. So every time a good jam, an MJ song would come on, my man on stage singing live, they're doing the moves, they're dancing. We're like in the front, getting it arms out, like shimmying, singing along, like going crazy. Right. It was just like the energy was insane. Like front row energy was insane. Right. And so it was such a good show. So with this being our first time on Broadway, I didn't know like the protocol. I didn't know what people did like after the show. I'm like, dang, it was such a good show. You just like then walk back like to your hotel or walk home or like, like, dang, what you do with all this energy, you know? And what was so cool, like the last song that they did, like it was a big thing. Everybody, you know, all the actors were on stage. They're taking their bows. They're saying their final things. And so after they all get their recognition, you know, before they leave stage, they do one more song. It's like a concert where you thought it was over. They left. Then the guy who played MJ came back out and they did one more song. We was like, oh, right. And so everybody came back out, started jamming. So we stand up because the front row got leg room, won't he, Will? So we got all this room in front of us. So we stand up and we're dancing like arms up like we had a concert. We're dancing, spinning around. You know, I have my little mini skirt on my belly shirt. So I'm showing off, you know, arms popping. And we just like giving them all the energy. Right. Because most of the cast was, of course, African-American. Right. Uh, Because MJ. And so I didn't know what happens after the show. Right. So after the show. We go outside. I'm thinking we're just about to walk back to the hotel or go get dinner, go to get drinks, whatever our afterward plans were. And when we get outside of the theater, it's like this big crowd and everybody's like standing around and like waiting, like waiting by the door. I'm like, oh, snap, they're waiting for the actors to come out. So I didn't know this was a thing. So it's another show right across the street. And they were doing, I guess their show had just let out too. And they were doing the same thing. Like they were standing by the door 
waiting for the cast to come out. Everybody had their um, playbills in their hands and they were like waiting to get it autographed. And I was like, oh, we're doing the same thing. I mean, like, clearly this ain't the real MJ. This ain't the real Joe Jackson. This ain't the clear, you know, obviously it's not the, but I'm like, they're actors. They did phenomenal. They about to be great. Like all the great actors that we watch on TV right now, they, you know, all talk about a lot of them like doing Broadway shows, Denzel, people like that. So I'm like, I'm getting autographs too. (laughs) So we're waiting, right, y'all? So we're waiting for the actors to come out, standing by the door. And it's a super nice night. The weather is nice. So we're standing around. So one of the dancers was already out and she was just talking to people. And we walked past her beautiful young black girl, natural short hair. I'm like, let's go. And um, I was like, you did so good tonight. Like your dancing was so phenomenal. She was like, thank you. And then y'all, she was like, we saw y'all in the front row. And we was like, oh, oh, we thought y'all missed that. She was like, I saw y'all in the front row doing y'all thing. I was like, okay, right. So we started laughing like, you see it. And so like we get her autograph and then we were waiting, you know, for the rest of the actors to come out. Of course, the main actor everybody's waiting for is the guy who played MJ. So we're waiting and like the energy is so high on the street, like people playing MJ music, everybody standing around laughing, joking, talking, having a good time. So the actors are slowly coming out. So then Next, the guy who played MJ's father came out, Joe Jackson, right? He came out and we like, you know, we get to him and we like, yo, you killed it right now. Most of the people that were waiting for autographs and stuff, like most of everybody was not black. Okay. So it was like a few of us in the audience. And so when he got to us to sign our playbills, you know, he turned it on, right? Like he turned the swag on. He like, yo, I saw y'all in the front row, right? We like, yes. He was like, it was so good to see my people in the front row, right? And I was like, I'm so glad that we could give you that front row melanin energy for you to see your people. He was like, man, so he's signing our playbills. You know, we talking junk and just, you know, doing our thing, right? And so we like, "You, you did a phenomenal job. You played the role so well, blah, 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 giving him his flowers, right? So he was like, yeah, it was so good to see y'all in the front row. So boom, he went away. So now we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally, MJ comes out, right? So the guy who played MJ comes out and everybody goes crazy like it's MJ. So I'm like, yeah, right? And so like everybody's getting their autographs. And again, most of the people that were getting autographs were not black, okay? And so we're waiting, we're waiting. Then finally he gets to us. He's like, hey, I saw y'all in the front row. (laughs) He's like, I saw y'all in the front row doing y'all thing. I'm like, man, you did your thing. Like, I don't know who was giving more flowers. Like, I don't know if we were giving him the most flowers for just playing Michael Jackson so well, or if he was giving us front row flowers. (laughs) It was such an exchange of like, no, let me give you your, no, let me give you your flowers. He was like, it was so good to see y'all in the front row, to see our people in the front row, right? And we like, well, I'm in my mind, I'm like, dang, how has every actor that has come out, didn't just say thank you for coming, then just like, they really acknowledged like, yo, we saw y'all in the front row, right? 
Like, I'm like, this is like the fourth person, the dancer, Joe Jackson, MJ. Like, everybody's like, we saw y'all in the front row. Y'all was giving it, right? And I'm like, wow, right? So we took a picture with MJ. We got his autograph, you know, it was super cool. We're like, how long have you been doing this? It was just amazing, right? It was just a super cool Broadway experience. But here's how it reminded me of my purpose. Here's how it was such a beautiful reminder of what my purpose is. You know, I created the first plant-based coaching certification to be founded by a person of color because Black people are the fastest growing demographic of vegans in the U.S. So we're migrating to this lifestyle for health reasons, you know, to eradicate some of these health challenges that we are battling. But what I realized quickly is that, wow, while so many of my people are migrating to this lifestyle, to combat the health challenges they're facing. We don't have as many health coaches, professional speakers, subject matter experts on nutrition and lifestyle science in the plant-based world that look like us, right? And so part of the reason I created the plant-based coaching certification, the plant protocol, is so that I could train up people that look like us and increase the diversity in the plant-based education space. My point is, I am trying to get us in the front row. We are all so excited when we see us in every space we go in. It makes us sing louder. It makes us dance harder. It makes us talk, you know, say it with our chest. The need for diversity, the need for representation, the need for culturally relevant information spans across every sector and circumstance and situation in this country, from Broadway to plant-based nutrition. We need to be in the front row of everything and anything. I remember a couple years ago, I was speaking at the, a, a plant-based conference, the Plant-Based Prevention of Disease Annual Conference, and I was on the flyer and I was one of very few, maybe two or three people of color, of black, and I'm not gonna say of color, I mean black people, that was on the flyer. And I remember it was so unique that a young lady, just ironically from New York, reached out to me, found my email, found me online. It was like, oh my God, I just saw your picture on the Plant-Based Prevention of Disease Conference. How did you, like, I, I can't wait to attend just to hear you speak. I can't believe I saw somebody that looked like me. Like, this is important. It is so rare to see people like us taking the stages and speaking with a level of mastery that matches what we think the other people bring, right? The doctors, the white men, right? And when we see us just as educated, just as smart, just as articulate, just as qualified showing up in these spaces, it gives us permission to live this lifestyle. It gives us permission to do the thing. So what a front row seat at MJ on Broadway taught me and reminded me of was the importance of elevating my people to the front row, period. It was no coincidence that every single Black actor and dancer and performer from that show that came out, whose autograph we got, said and acknowledged, we saw you in the front row. There was no coincidence because if that was the norm, it wouldn't stood out in their mind. If that was the norm, if they performed that show Seven days a week. I know six for sure. They might get one day off. Do you know how many people they see? Do you know how many front row people they see? But it was important for them to say out loud, 
I saw you in the front row. Thank you. Right? And I'm like, yo, that's when I think about what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do in the plant-based space with making sure that my people are qualified and have mastery around this content. I'm trying to put them in the front row, i.e. I'm trying to make sure they're on the stages. I'm trying to make sure when y'all go to these plant-based conferences or when you're in the market for a coach to help you navigate this lifestyle, you have representation. So here's the thing about it. If you have done something miraculous in your health, if you have lost the weight, if you have gotten off a of medication and then you are a marginalized person in this segment, in this country, then you have a responsibility to move up to the front row. I'm sorry. Like it comes with the territory, right? You have a responsibility to move up to the front row so people can see that it's possible, so people can see that it's available to them, so people can believe again. Here's the thing. Over 75% of Black people are overweight or obese. Many of us are battling diseases like heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, kidney failure, like dementia, depression, anxiety. And if you have done the hard work as a marginalized person to overcome something that so many people and so many of your peers are battling, you need to get your butt up to the front row. You have a responsibility to be in the front row. And I don't care how you disseminate the information. I'm not telling you you got to change your whole career. I'm not telling you you have to put all your dreams aside. But you have a responsibility to get up to the front row so that you can be a possibility model for somebody. It is absolutely necessary for you to be a possibility for somebody. I want you to think about what it took for you to overcome on your journey. Did you have the privilege of seeing yourself in somebody? Then give somebody the privilege of seeing themselves in you. If you had the privilege of seeing yourself in somebody, then give somebody the privilege of seeing themselves in you. There is very few of us that can chart a course, you know, the way they want to go without it being paved first. There is fewer of us that are willing to pave the way. Most of us wait till it's paved and be like, okay, it's safe to go down that road now, right? Like, all right, Harriet walked before me. Okay, Malcolm walked before me. Okay, Oprah walked before me. Okay, Martin walked before me. Okay, now it's safe to go down that road. There are very few of us who are willing to pave the way. So if you are an overcomer, if you are somebody who has survived something that you are watching so many of your peers battle, you have a responsibility to get to the front row. Like the show was amazing, but the life lesson for me was what happened after the show on the sidewalk in New York City. I'm like, how is all my people coming out the backstage door talking about, I saw you in the front row? How rare is it for them to see Black people in the front row that they felt the need to acknowledge it loudly, proudly? I'm talking about we high-fiving on the, on the sidewalk, like front row energy, won't he wheel? High-fiving. I'm like, Lord, we got a responsibility in this world. Like if you've been able to break out of the, you know, check to check, the not being able to afford it. If you have been able to reach a level of financial abundance, if you've been able to reach a level of optimal health, if you've been able to overcome a harsh life event, like you make your way to the front row. 
so people can see that it's possible, so people can see that it's available. We work harder. Like I know that it is a difference inside of the plant protocol with me leading our coaches. If they were being led by white men, their performance would be different. I know it. But them being led by me is a totally different experience. I got my butt in the front row. And that is my mission. Like, how can I get in the front row in every area of my life so I can pave the way for someone who needs it paved first before they're willing to take it? That is your fiduciary responsibility as someone who has overcome. Like, that is the point of our testimonials, right? That is the point of our messages. That is the point of our journey. Some of us are like, why me? Some of us have like this, why me mentality when things happen, right? Like, why why do I gotta be going through this, right? And then you overcome it, right? All of us have survived our worst days. And so then you overcome it and that should be an indicator to you that, oh, I now have a responsibility. I got it. Think about the motivational videos you watch. Think about the motivational podcast you listen to. Think about the stories that you hear, right? And you're like, wow, if they could beat cancer, F this diagnosis, I'm about to beat it too, right? If they can quit their job and live out their passion and follow their dream and not get evicted and still have food on it, damn it, I can do it too, right? Like if I can make it to Broadway and act like MJ, then damn it, I can do it too. You have a responsibility. That's all I came to tell y'all today. Get your butt in the front row. Get in the front row. It is mandatory. You know, that is the responsibility of being a marginalized person in this country. And let me be very clear. You are marginalized if you are not a white, cis, able-bodied male. Everybody outside of that is marginalized. So if you are not a white, cis, able-bodied male, then you are part of a marginalized segment in this country. And if you have overcome something, if you have reached a milestone, if you have broken a generational curse, if you have broken through a ceiling, then you have a responsibility to get in the front row. It just is what it is. We are looking for you. We are looking up to you. I remember one of my coaches, we were in a group coaching session and she like posed a question to us, her clients. And she's like, why did y'all choose me? She's like, what made y'all you know, say yes, right? And invest in me and invest in this program. And like, why did y'all say yes? Everybody like, you know, the curriculum, this, that, that. I was like, you a black girl from Detroit. That was me. Like, I'm like, you in the front row. For me, I'm like, oh, a millionaire with an online coaching business that's doing exactly what I want to do. I was like, you're a black girl from Detroit. You were in the front row. You were a possibility model for me, right? And so she took that responsibility, right? I'm taking that responsibility. I'm like, how all of my people trying to go plant-based, but we don't have access to great coaches that look like us, that can provide culturally relevant information that can relate on a level that somebody else from this segment of the population cannot relate to. I'm like, whoa, let me go train them up. I'm like, listen, you can't solve all the health issues. Like you can't solve everybody's health challenges. You have to duplicate yourself. So now what do I have? I have a plant-based coaching certification that's full of nothing but Black women. Let's go. They all headed to the front row. So I don't know what to tell you. All I know is if you've done it and you didn't believe it could be done or you know you had to overcome a lot to do it, you are required to be a possibility model for somebody else. You ain't required to be stressed out. You ain't required to work for free. You don't have to switch your whole career. I'm not saying none of that. I'm not saying that you have to carry the burden of black people on your back. I'm saying just 
Show up proudly in the front row so people can see you. Stop hiding. Stop being ashamed. Stop having survivor's remorse, right? You know, like I'm not telling you should be stressed out. I'm not telling you you're responsible for the whole culture. I'm saying let people see that you what you have done. Share your story. If you have the capacity, mentor somebody. If you have the calling, coach somebody. But get your butt to the front row. Get to the front row. Okay. And listen, if you have the specific calling to be a plant-based health coach, and I need you to apply for the plant protocol. So if you need to get your butt to the front row in this plant-based education and speaking space, then you need to be inside of the plant protocol. Okay. So the link is in the bio, the show notes, and whatever notes, wherever you're watching this is in the caption, theplantprotocol.com and apply for the plant protocol and get the blueprint that you need to package your passion and your lifestyle into a specialized health coaching business. Because I'm telling you, black people are giving up animal products. They're not identifying as vegan. So don't let that fool you. This is the tricky part. <laughs> black people, so we so clever. We so slick. They not telling you they vegan because they probably not. But I'm telling you right now, they're privately eating less animal products to see what it do. Like they're like, let me let dairy go. So they, they are not identifying as vegan. They're just going towards a more plant center protocol and they need coaches too. So don't get it twisted. Just because somebody is not publicly identifying as vegan, don't think they are not trying to remove some of these animal products because they suffering from that gout, from that inflammation, from that joint pain, from that chronic stress, from that chronic fatigue you know, from obesity, they're taking medications and they keep hearing this thing about if I just remove the chicken, the fish, the seed, if I remove the dairy and they're trying it out bits by bit and they need coaches, they need to see y'all on their timeline. They need to hear y'all in their ear. They need to hear from you guys. So many of you guys have done it. Like I talked to you guys, you're in my DMs. You're like, I know you guys are out here living the lifestyle, but y'all people need help. And I'll say this final thing too, it's not just your lifestyle and your transformation that qualifies you to do this work and to be a coach, but it's also the titles you hold. It's also like, when I say people need to see possibility models, I'm not just saying black faces. I'm saying very specifically, they need to see black caregivers. They need to see black mothers. They need to see black athletes. They need to see like, so we get really niche down inside of the plant protocol. Like, who do you want to serve? They need to see other nurses doing it. They need to see other healthcare providers doing it. So you have a specialized identity that other people need to see in order to know it's safe here, in order to know that it's possible here, right? They're going to be like, wow, she's a nurse too, working crazy shifts, barely able to sit down and take time for herself, but she was able to lose 50 pounds and go plant-based and reverse her own hypertension while helping these patients and working overtime. Well, damn, where do I sign up, right? Like people need possibility models. And so get your butt to the front row, okay? So that is what MJ on Broadway taught me. By any means necessary, get to the front row so that you can be seen, so that you can be heard. And so you can hype up the people that's on the stage. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all about to see me on a whole bunch of stages. Y'all about to see me on a whole bunch of stages. I don't know if y'all saw my post yesterday, but I just got booked to speak at the Black Nurses Association annual conference in Atlanta in August. I'm taking stages. I'm taking stages as a plant-based 
expert, not an expert on blackness, not an expert on diversity, not an expert on equity. And there's nothing wrong with that. But damn it, black people know more than about being black. We know science. We know technology. We know business. I'm taking the stage. Let me tell you, my abstract that I had to submit for this conference was insane. I had to write a whole situation. It wasn't like a couple of questions. I had to write a whole situation and be selected to speak at the Black Nurses Annual Conference. The abstract that I submitted was taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating type 2 diabetes. I am not a doctor. I am not a nurse. And I have been selected to speak to nurses about this. Get your butt to the front row. Get your butt to the front row. I'm telling you right now, they need to see us. They need representation. There is room for you. You are qualified. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not enough. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't have a credential. Don't let anybody tell you that you you only safe talking about this in your church, but you can't take a big annual conference stage. I'll be damned, period. Because I'm about to go in here and give them everything I have. You want to know why? Because it's perfectly aligned with my mission. What is my mission? My mission is to extend the healthy life expectancy of people of color on this planet. I am about to go talk to the Black Nurses Association in Atlanta. I don't even know how many people are going to be there. It's going to be insane. It's like a six-day conference. It's insane. I'm scheduled for August 4th, the morning of August 4th. And I am going to take that stage and I am going to teach them nurses nutrition science. I'm not going to teach them what it's like to be Black as a health coach. I'm not going to teach them about food deserts and inequity in healthcare. I'm teaching them science and I couldn't be prouder because my mission is moving forward because I refuse to hide behind any insecurities. I refuse to hide behind any limiting beliefs and you have a responsibility to do the same. Whatever you're called to do, get your butt in the front row. So yes, it's happening. I'm also speaking at the... um. Black Veg Fest in Brooklyn in August as well, okay? So wherever y'all at, like, I'm coming, all right? I'm coming and got some more stuff coming that I'll be announcing soon. So listen, I'm in the front row. I'm like, my people need to see me at these conferences, at these events, on these stages to know that this lifestyle is available to them or this platform is available to them if they want to do what I'm doing, right? Like, y'all know what Obama and Michelle meant for us, (laughs) like, Oh, front row status. That was front row status on 10. Like first, okay, right? So that's, we all just got that responsibility. That's it and that's all. Listen, you need to get inside the plant protocol. If you're called to coach, if you've had a testimonial as a marginalized person in this country, then I need you to apply for the plant protocol. If you've had a plant-based transformation and you want to make your way to the front row so that people can see you so that people can know it's possible. Then theplantprotocol.com, that's where you apply. I ain't mean to stay on this long. Okay, so until next time, y'all, I'll see y'all. Y'all take care and have an amazing day. Peace, y'all. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, 
a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.